Welcome back to our Weird History episode, where we seek to bring you tales of the strange and unusual throughout history. What are we talking about this week, Melissa? Hmm. Well, it's it's um it's a pretty interesting and get cheesy topic. I could not resist it. I know how much you like cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't necessarily mean actual cheese. I meant cheese. Oh. But yes, actual cheese is delicious too. So we're talking about a particular present that has actually been given to one. Well, okay, how do I put this? A present that was given to a president. Mm -hmm. One of our presidents. Odd thing about it. There's sometimes that, that, well, at least it's a history meme that is... You know, it's odd that this happened, blah, 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 whatever this is. What's really odd is it happened twice. This one happened twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's not making quite sense yet, but it will. So as much like with other foreign leaders, they get gifts, whether it be from foreign dignitaries or citizens of the country of some kind, usually as a token of appreciation You give the queen a bouquet of flowers or something, right? But we're covering two American presidents in the 1800s who received a fascinating yet, as I mentioned, cheesy gift from the American people, or at least specific types of American people. Mm -hmm. First on our list is Thomas Jefferson, which was not how I found out about this in the first place. So, and for those who don't know, Jefferson was our third president and served in the early, early 1800s, and also previously served in George Washington's cabinet and was generally a man of varying talents, among other things. And on January 1st of 1802, a specific president of gigantic proportions was wheeled to him in the White House. And this was a gift from the members of the Cheshire Baptist Church in Cheshire, Massachusetts. The leader of the church, a man named John Leland, was an abolitionist and was also for, much like Jefferson, uh, the separation of church and state. And this unlikely gift was made by him and his parishioners in Cheshire, Massachusetts, and was presented to Jefferson when it was presented to Jefferson, they made an announcement that it also not just an appreciation, but an appreciation gift that was made without any slave labor. During the recent presidential election, the entire city of Cheshire had actually voted for Jefferson and wanted to make him something special. Would you like to take a guess? A cross? A gigantic cross. Yeah. With Jesus on it, I <laughs> just because it's from a Baptist church doesn't mean it's religious. Remember, Jefferson is for the separation of church and state, so this is not anything religious related. Oh, uh, you'll, huh? never guess. you'll never guess it. Then why are you making me? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, what would a church give a pre- food? It have to do with uh, it's it's a type of food for sure is it a cake like a giant cake no oh. i made references to it already yeah that still doesn't mean that i get it <laughs> it was it's eight o'clock at night and i've been up since 5 a.m <laughs> it was a gigantic food item that was wheeled into the White House. A pumpkin? Can you wheel a pumpkin? I thought you normally push a pumpkin. It's, it's a type of squash. Yep, yeah, but you can put it in a wheelbarrow. Oh, that's fair. That's not exactly where mine was going with this. Oh. I, I immediately thought it was put in a wheelbarrow and wheeled to the White House. It was put on a wagon and wheeled up to but not that type of wheel into the white house is it a cow no this thing literally rolls oh when you feel like not guessing anymore let me know 
Is it a giant fruit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Vegetable? No. You can buy an absolutely tiny miniature version at the grocery store. Or a semi-big version. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Baby Bells? A wheel of cheese, you mean? A, a massive, massive wheel of cheese as a gift to the new president. Wow, I'm done. You said cheese in the beginning, but then I said nom 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 nom, and you said that's not what I meant, and I thought you went in a totally different direction. <laughs> I, I, yeah. What's really cool about this one is all the facts that came with it too. And this is, again, is not where my research on this started. I did not know this happened to Jefferson. I knew this happened to the second president we're going to talk about. So as I mentioned, it's a gigantic wheel of cheddar cheese. Cheshire, Massachusetts, much like Cheshire, England, is known for its dairy. Or at least at the time. This cheese wheel was literally of mammoth proportions, and I'll get to that in just a second. Weighing. Do you want to take a guess, or should I just tell you? I think I sat here for, what was it, two, three to five minutes guessing on the wheel of cheese part. Let's just let's move on. Just tell me. You all right. Be in suspense all the time. 1,235 pounds i want that cheese wheel <laughs> all cheddar maybe by the end of this weird history you may actually not want that cheddar not something that big i don't know we've got a freezer <laughs> <laughs> can you fit a 1200 pounds of cheese in that freezer <laughs> i don't know maybe if i cut it up i can i still I can don't know as a gift here have some cheddar cheese here <laughs> It's free cheddar cheese. <laughs> that actually comes up later. <laughs> well, technically, that comes up right. later. <laughs> At least I got something right. Well, we'll see how far this goes. So, the citizens of the town claimed that the cheese was used from the milk of every cow in the area, which was around 900 cows. But there was a little tiny bit of politics mixed into, but I'll get into that in just a second. So in, their, in the Baptist church's letter to Jefferson, their leader, John Leland, states, the cheese was not made by his lordship or his sacred majesty. It is not, I wrote it wrong, not with a view to gain dignified titles or lucrative offices, but by the personal labor of free-born farmers without a single slave to assist, for an elective president of a free people. And it, it's said that this block of cheddar, if you can call it a block, is four feet wide, 18 inches tall, and was created using a retrofitted six foot wide cider press in order to strain it. Leland also noted that there were no Federalist farmers allowed to offer their milk to this wheel quote, lest it should leaven the whole lump with a distasteful savor. So no one representing England is allowed to put milk towards this. A paper from the time reported that this massive cheese wheel was drawn to Washington on December 30th of 1801, presented to Jefferson on New Year's Day, and a wagon drawn by six horses. And on its way to the ship to take it down to Washington, it was paraded around New York on the way to the harbor. It was a 500-mile journey and took three weeks. And along the journey, as the wheel was exhibited, Leland also acquired the nickname of Mammoth Priest. And this is where that comes in, because it's literally called the Mammoth Cheese but for a very specific reason. Aside from colloquially nowadays, we would call that a mammoth slice, a big thing of cheese. But back then, this was very specific. Just around the same time, or at least within that same year, a recent discovery of mammoth bones were found in New York. 
This spurred a nationwide fad of mammoth-inspired anythings. There was mammoth or extra large items. And fossils were seen as a patriotic or democratic icon or idiom, at least. The term mammoth, in terms of this cheese wheel, is the first time the adjective was used to refer to something of extra large proportions, or at least in America, which is why it's referred to as mammoth cheese. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm, wouldn't have put that together. No. What's really interesting about Jefferson's portion of this story is that he was apparently, according to reports, so overwhelmed by the mammoth size of the present, he insisted that the church officials take some of the cheese back to Cheshire with them to share it with the people, which was standard for something Jefferson would do. But he was also so taken aback by the size of the present that he gave $200 and as a donation to the Baptist church as a thanks for their effort. As I mentioned, Jefferson was strictly for separation of church and state. So this donation was generally a gesture he was vehemently opposed to. But because they put so much effort into creating this gift, he felt he needed to give back to the efforts they put into it. As the news of the cheese wheel spread across the country and became a national sensation, of course, there were varying news reports on it and even poetry written about it, which I don't have any at the moment, but I'm sure I can find some. When some Federalists visited Jefferson at the White House with hopes of imposing on him the rituals they believed a president should follow, he invited them over to what he then started calling the Mammoth Room to show them this mammoth cheese, which apparently one of the Federalists had previously called a monument to human weakness and folly. Uh, Thrown right back in their face. Now, although the cheese was enjoyed, around the time it actually arrived at the White House, given its size, of course, it was not consumed right away. Because that would take some time. It was actually seeing being used and given out on independence day the following year in 1803 and even still reported to have been partially in the white house as of march of 1804 and accounts from the times state that the cheese by then was very far from being good (laughs) yeah the next part's a bit more like stinky cheese but not stinky cheese Although squeaky cheese does look kind of good right now. Would you like to hear Andrew Jackson's tale of his giant cheese wheel? This is how I got into the first place. Like Jackson and cheese wheels? All right. So as I mentioned, it's certainly strange that a president is given a massive mammoth cheese wheel. But of course, it's even more strange that it literally happened twice. And this time for Annie Jackson in 1835 on New Year's Day as well. And for those who also aren't aware, Jackson was, I believe, our seventh president and elected in 1827. Now, this cheese wheel was not a re-gift, if you will, from the people of Cheshire, Massachusetts, but from Thomas Meacham in Oswego County, New York. This one was a bit more political. It seemed also that if... uh, that Meacham occasionally would make and give out incredibly large cheese wheels to different politicians, at least those from New York. At one point, he gave an 800-pound cheese wheel to Martin Van Buren from New York, currently serving as the vice president under Jackson, as well as William Marcy, the governor of New York, and even Daniel Webster, who was a congressman from the state of New York, received a giant cheese wheel. I think you can say that Meacham really liked his cheese. I think that's an understatement about his love and enjoyment of cheese. I think it takes some talent to make an 800 plus pound cheese wheel. Oh, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying his love of cheese might've gone a little bit too far. <laughs> Maybe. Just a just kitty bitty bit. <laughs> Well, unlike Jefferson's case, which, as I mentioned, was a point of town for a, a 
point of pride for the town. Meacham wanted to make it as a present to Jackson as a way of celebrating the growing economy and industry in New York. Now, prior to its ride to Washington, Meacham exhibited this even bigger mammoth cheese wheel to Utica and New York, where papers began to circulate about it. On December 10th of 1835, as it started to make its journey towards Washington, the New Hampshire Sentinel actually wrote, Mammoth Cheese, Mr. T.S. Meacham exhibited on this day, on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, a cheese weighing 1,400 pounds and made from milk of 150 cows for four days at his dairy in Sandy Creek, Oswego County. It bore the following inscription to Andrew Jackson, President of the United States. As we mentioned, Martin Van Buren got an 800-pound cheese wheel, but obviously Jackson's was far bigger than that. Now, Jefferson's was 1,200 pounds. Jackson is now 1,400 pounds. It's still a lot of cheese, almost, I think, a literal ton. And also where Jefferson's wheel was carried to Washington in a wagon drawn by six horses, Jackson's was carried by 24 horses. And after receiving the cheese wheel, Jackson later wrote a letter of immense appreciation to Meacham, specifically stating, I beg you, sir, to assure those who have united with you in the preparation of these presents and honor of the Congress of the U.S. and myself that they are truly gratifying as an evidence of the prosperity of our hearty humanry and the state of New York who are engaged in the labor of dairy. Now, unlike Jefferson, Jackson didn't set out to enjoy the cheese straight away. I think mostly because it was just so huge, they didn't really know what to do with it and left it to sit in the foyer of the White House for the following two years letting it age before deciding to actually cut it ew well like it, like it's sitting in the humidity probably cased in wax that's how you use it typically you have that's you, you get go get some baby bells from no, the grocery I, store they're encased in wax to preserve it i know but that's just the the humidity i i feel like would permeate that wax i just feel like it'd be well, I, mean, I mean dc is built on a swamp just like virginia i know that's why i'm like it's gross it sounds so gross oh we're not done with quite the grossness yet did you hear how much poundage this was yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i heard and i you want to repeat it just one more time just in case almost a literal ton 1400 pounds yeah i heard okay we're on the same page all right <laughs> so on george washington's birthday which at the time was celebrated as a national holiday kind of like we do today but just nowhere near as elaborate and 1837 jackson invited the public to come to the white house to celebrate and to also enjoy a piece of cheese it was also not too long after this that Jackson left the White House as president. So there's plans that, or there's thoughts that since he had the cheese for so long, he didn't know what to do with it. So just a few weeks before he left his presidency, he decided to have a big party, more or less. The Globe, which was a paper in Washington at the time, reported that the New York president is nearly four feet in diameter, two feet thick, and weighs 1,400 pounds. It was transported through the state of New York with a great parade to the place where it was shipped. It reached Washington accompanied with a splendidly painted emblematic envelope. We understand the president designs to offer this great cheese, which is finely flavored and in fine preservation to his fellow citizens who visit him on Wednesday next. The New York present will be served up in the hall of the president's mansion. Also, according to papers at the time on the Wednesday next, the event was so large that the crowds were so massive. Those who couldn't get into the White House via the front doors to get a slice of cheese were seen climbing through the windows just to get a bite. There better have been some darn good cheese. I didn't hear too many complaints. 
one source that I found says there could have been upwards of 10,000 people who came to eat the cheese. I'm just, it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. Okay, keep, keep going. This is com- starting to compute now. Sources from the time say that within two hours, the entire 1,400 pounds were devoured. And it's also said, this is where the stinky part comes in, that the smell of the cheese, once it was cut open, lingered in the White House for months afterward. Yikes. And there was actually a report by, uh, I guess he was a journalist, Benjamin Poor, quote, for hours did a crowd of men, women, and boys hack at the cheese, many taking large chunks away with them. When they commenced, the cheese weighed 1,400 pounds and only a small piece was saved for the president's use. The air was redolent with cheese, the carpet slippery with cheese, and nothing else was talked about in Washington that day. There were so many people trying to get this cheese, it was trampled and squished into the carpet. And they did not have vacuums and deep cleaning back then. Very unpleasant. Well, as I said, Jefferson left about two weeks later after his eight years of being president and his VP, Martin Van Buren, took over. He immediately banned the serving of any food at the White House, I think at least in large proportions, such as the cheese wheels. Probably because the crumbs from the massive cheese wheel, as I mentioned, have been trampled into the house carpets by all the people coming in to get a bite, which, of course, not only let the smell of cheese linger for months afterwards but as we also mentioned it's very swampy in that area and you're likely going to have bugs and pests and maybe some rats so imagine for martin van buren starting your brand new presidency and a white house that smelled of aged cheddar oh unpleasant Mm-hmm. doesn't sound right Well, there's so many different things about Jackson we could say. There were a couple quotes at the time that um, were referencing the smell of the cheese to the treasury rats when he was trying to control the banks and things like that. So definitely made its way into the everyday newspapers. But Jackson's a whole different story. We could do a whole episode on him. Uh, I don't know if I want to. He's one of the most hated presidents. I don't know that I really want to. Yeah, I I, I totally get get that. Don't get you wrong about which part that you don't want to? No, that's he's one of the most hated presidents. So I don't particularly want to talk about him. Moving on. Yes. Now, at least here in America, these are the only known times that mammoth-sized cheese wheels have been gifted to our presidents. But it's not the only time that cheese would stand for democracy communication with the presence. Because kind of what, partly in order to get rid of this cheese wheel, Jackson opened the public to come to the White House. But also it was, for some, seen as a way of communication with the president because you can meet him face-to-face and talk with him. Apparently, during Obama's presidency in 2014, he decided to hold what was called Big Block of Cheese Days which was a way to have an open discussion with the people and the president so they could talk to him. As far as we know, though, no cheese was actually involved in Big Block of Cheese Day. Nothing wheeled to the White House. It was all an event on social media. Isn't he lucky? (laughs) I could make some comments. I'm going to hold that. But... uh... (laughs) (laughs) about like one presidency into another presidency with big blocks of cheese but i think i'll hold my comments on that but that is all i have on angie jackson and thomas jefferson's mammoth-sized cheddar cheese wheels well that was something (laughs) jesus so much cheese i now actually don't want cheese like i did at the beginning of this episode episode's not even that long i know 
but it has also killed my appetite for cheese right now. Hold on, before before we go, let me find you the, the picture that was actually painted of Jefferson's event. Oh Lord. Should I be afraid of the cheese wheel? It's pretty darn big. Like I said, should I be afraid of the cheese wheel? Oh, wow. Apparently, I, I never even paid attention to it. There's apparently a monument in Cheshire that says Mammoth Cheese, President Thomas Jefferson, January 1st, 1802. But that's not what I wanted to show you. I'll take a look at both, though. Oh, I'll, I'll send you both to the chat. Give me one tick. Et voila. Click. Loading. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> That's not even the messy description you made either. That's Jefferson's, not Jackson's. Right, right. And this is another one for the Cheshire Monument, which is again, Jackson, not Jefferson. I'm sorry, Jefferson, not Jackson. Uh, that doesn't look like a big enough wheel of cheese. Um, it's a monument. I don't know how big you really want it. I want it actual size so I can see it rather than envisioning this in my head because I that's just what I want. Imagine it however you like. I'm going to have so much fun posting these pictures on the Instagram. I'm sure you will. There's another one for you. Yep, that let that looks like a better size description for me. Eyeballs. And here's another I'm one. Taking it in now. <laughs> one more. The home of the big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. That... Is it is it cheesy enough for you? It's pretty cheesy. Can you make it slightly cheesier, please? Uh Yes, I, I want more I cheese on the mac and cheese. Your wish is my command. Here you go. Oh, goody. I'm excited. Cheesier mac and cheese. <laughs> Thank you for the picture of mac and cheese in the literal sense. <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, I just forwarded a picture of mac and cheese to her when she asked for more cheese. But before she said mac and cheese, she didn't know I was sending her. I had no idea she was going to send me mac and cheese. But I know you. I'm going to have to see if I can make me some mac and cheese tomorrow. Just make some homemade mac and cheese. That sounds amazing. It's bomb when you have the time to make it. Homemade, though, takes, takes some sweet sugar pie time. Yeah. But it's worth it's like everything else homemade. <laughs> so we'll see if I have time. I'm not sure I will. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always go the you know cheap route and get some craft. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's better than Velveeta, but it's not the same. It is better than Velveeta. That that I can concur with you on. Velveeta tastes like plastic. Like American cheese. Yeah, which I, is, I will eat practically any cheese, but American cheese is just gross. Oh, I know. I was like, mm, no, I'm good. I, I mean, on the subject, do you have a favorite cheese? Oh my gosh. I love brie. Yes, that's right. You do love brie. You've seen me eat like, oh, like I've gotten the mini ones that you can get at Trader Joe's when I can splurge a little bit and I've gotten like two or three and I ate them all within like two weeks mm -hmm. yeah because cheese and it's brie cheese and camembert I love camembert too mm. I once had a doctor tell me that my cholesterol was kind of high which and mind you it was but I was also in high school so you, you eat what you got around and uh, she's like, you're going to have to cut back on the cheese. I go, I'll cut back on anything, but not the cheese. <laughs> 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 like, 
I've I've definitely had the high cholesterol thing and my doctor I was much younger than high school at the time so it's a hereditary problem so I was told that not I I was there but I was younger so you know when you're a kid you don't really control your diet your your adult parental unit does right and I literally had to go to the plainest foods it was like chicken breast and broccoli like what you're doing when you're on like a diet to get lean but mine was just to bring my cholesterol down yeah worst diet ever yeah worst diet ever oh man i can't oh oh now i want some like what uh, chicken with a side of cheddar and broccoli Ooh, cheddar and broccoli soup on the side oh yeah oh fringe onion with cheese on top or cheddar and broccoli soup cheddar and broccoli with the chicken Mm. i don't know why but like that just sounds so much better to my brain it's a good choice it's a good choice thank you i'm glad you approve of my dietary choices i mean if it involves cheese yeah you you are a cheese nut i am a cheese nut i mean you're not already but like when it comes to cheese you're even more so (laughs) yeah unfortunately my favorite types of cheese are a turn on the expensive side oh yeah not super expensive mind you but just a little more than i usually Uh, prefer to pay what was the one you used to always eat havarti thank you i like havarti too havarti's good havarti and munster are my two favorites so munster is a little more affordable than havarti there was a one, and I cannot remember the name of the cheese, and it was at, okay, it's not a Trader Joe's, but it's something from out here that's like Trader Joe's. Sprouts? Yes. Sprouts. I don't remember the name of the cheese. It's only ever at Sprouts that I've ever seen it, and it was something that the, the, the store itself put out, hmm. and it started with an H. And I keep wanting to call it a Huguenot, but it's, I know that that's not it. But I swear it tasted like half Havarti, half Munster cheese together in one. And it was fantastic. I'm not a Munster fan. I like Havarti, but I'm not as much of a Munster man, fan. Munster man? <laughs> uh, I think my, my issue with Munster is the aftertaste that's left on my tongue. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've never noticed an aftertaste. I have, but me different different tastes for different folks. Yeah. Like I don't like brie. Fucking good. I love brie. I love cheddar and oh god. You you can always get it with like the the fruit in it, apricot Stilton. or huh? Stilton. Yeah. Stilton's pretty good. I like Stilton on just some just some crackers. Oh yeah. Oh, especially the apricot one or sometimes you can get the mango one. Oh, you know what I also love? I think it's a Havarti blend. If not, it's a white cheese of some kind, but it's got jalapeno or ghost peppers in it. And I don't like that, but I do like my cheese a little spicy sometimes. Dude, I like spicy sometimes, but ghost pepper spicy is too spicy. (laughs) For you, maybe. There yeah. is um, also, if you find it, and it's a little more expensive than some of the nicer, even gourmet stuff, but it's the very small little mini logs of goat cheese, but there's ones with berries in it, I think, or cherries or blueberries or something. Blueberries. I've had it. It's so good. Yeah. Or it's wrapped in the herbs. Oh, like, yeah. Well, herbs. The herbs come with garlic and thank you, but no. Sometimes they don't. The ones I've always come across that had garlic and chive. Hmm. you don't like chive i love chive i hate garlic i know you do <laughs> garlic i really, really want to make my roasted garlic and rosemary bread right now with you in the room just so you're in face <gasps> well you know you could make it and then do a layer of brie on the top so what you can do is when you have <laughs> a look at your face <laughs> this is such a good plan no 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 no. i'm not done with that yet 
So you make this Listen, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> this is kind of going off the wheel here. Uh, <laughs> just like right up in the camera here. No, no. <laughs> I think delicatessen, like, 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 like the best for you. You make your garlic and rosemary bread. You can either make it like a biscuit pin that people normally do around the holidays, but there's like eight biscuits in the one center that everyone wants the center one because it's quite doughy or make it however you want. And then you take some brie, slice it thin, sandwich it into it, and then toast it in the oven. Doing it. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> it, it's a rosemary garlic bread brie sandwich. I am. That is, how you, that, is, that is your new grilled cheese sandwich right there for you. Yeah. So I Dutch oven my roasted rosemary, gar, roasted rosemary, roasted garlic and rosemary bread. So I'm probably going to make one big loaf and then slice it into some slices and then put the brie in the middle and toast. Oh my God. With some cherry tomatoes. I don't see Brie working with cherry tomatoes. I do, but that's okay. We have different tastes. That's true. Or like a making making like a tomato sauce to dip it in. I still love love tomatoes and brie. I like it, but again, I've never had it. <laughs> I can be seems really... an odd choice, but I guess it is. It is. Have a... you met me? <laughs> Hey, I eat I eat peanut butter cheese sandwiches. You don't think I'm odd? That's so true. You do. <laughs> Two of my favorite freaking things: peanut butter and cheese. I could Slept do it together the bread. between some carbohydrates. I could care less about the bread. Just put some this like shredded cheese and some serving of peanut butter. Yeah, I'm good. And you call me weird. I call you weird. We're both weird. We're Why do you think we're weird. doing a weird history on cheese? <laughs> gosh we're weird people if we weren't we wouldn't be friends this is accurate mm -hmm. this is very accurate i can't tolerate normalness <laughs> normally don't tolerate too many people in the first place yeah i know get along with my coworkers though so well, that's, that's pretty good, good. As, long as, as long as we're getting along even if it's just tolerating each other, <laughs> I'll take it. Any other cheese facts or cheesiness or food-wise you want to share with the audience before we head out for the night? Well, I actually just want to ask the audience a question. I want to know what their favorite cheese is and what their like favorite cheese combo is. Ooh, 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 that's a good one. Yeah, let us know on the on the socials on Instagram. You know what you can do is around the same time that this episode airs, if you make that brie sandwich, just post a picture of it. Sure. And upcoming and, and like an upcoming thing. Or if you send I, it to me, I'll add it into the post. Oh, I'm 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 making it. <laughs> this is I am now going to the grocery store to get some fresh rosemary so I can make this bread and I have to get brie because I'm out. <laughs> There's no brie in the house at the moment. That's based on you. It is sad for me. It will make the house nice and warm while it's cold outside and wet and rainy. <laughs> That's true. It is grossly wet outside right now. Uh, you can have a nice brie, toasted brie sandwich with a cup of hot tea. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, no, not just oh, gray, a London fog. That means I have to make a London fog. You can just get some cream. London fog's not that difficult. If you want to do it cheap. I can't do heavy whipping cream, remember? Do you put whipping cream in the London fog or do you just put cream in London? I can't fog? put cream. I can't put heavy whipping cream. I can't put milk. Okay, so do oat milk and pretend it's a lemon fog. 
I can do that. <laughs> I can I can do that part. Mm -hmm. I can try and use the coffee machine downstairs that can maybe make it all fluffy. <laughs> make me a latte if I can figure out how to work that machine. Whatever machine, works. That machine's been in this house for like 10 years and I still don't know how to work it. I'm afraid I'll break it. <laughs> yeah, you can find the manual, see if you can figure it out. I don't even know if they, my parents held on to the manual. <laughs> That's fair. Most people, I think, after a certain point, don't. Oh, I bet you I can find a YouTube video on it. Maybe. Bet you I can find a YouTube video. So here's what y'all are going to do. Don't forget to post in the comments. Or send us an email. Let us know about your favorite cheese. And like, it, what's your favorite cheese dish or combo? We want to know. I'm really curious. Please send us in, send it in. Post it along once this episode airs and we'll see what everyone's food combo is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make that sandwich and I'll send you a picture and that'll be up on the, up on the post. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything for that. I don't think anyone wants to see a peanut butter and cheese sandwich. We can still post our favorite cheese sandwiches. There you go. Peanut butter and cheese doesn't ma really matter. I just say it's my favorite cheese sandwich, but it's generally my favorite go-to cheap sandwich if it involves cheese outside of quesadillas. Mm. Fair point. Which technically a quesadilla, if it's just cheese, is a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, just with a wrap a tortilla instead of bread. Which is still technically a bread. Yes, but it's like a flat wrap bread. Yeah. Versus like a fluffy squishy slice of white bread or something <gasps> i don't really enjoy white bread sandwiches oh i do need to make some more rye bread maybe maybe i'll splurge a little bit maybe i'll get some like dill havarti and put it in my olive and dill rye bread <gasps> do it i'll do my garlic roasted garlic and rosemary with brie okay you do the ride with Havarti and we'll send each other pictures. <laughs> that works for me. Mm. Let's do it. That I now have a plan for this weekend. <laughs> for like some little bits of off time if I can find any this weekend. I, I think between the two of us, if we're not talking history, we're generally often talking food. Well, food is my second favorite topic after history. <laughs> I know, right? We both cook. <laughs> we, like well, we both cook. We both bake. We both enjoy everything we make. Wow, that rhymed. I don't normally do very good at poetry. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to rhyme. Because like our, our three favorite topics are history, food, books. Yeah, between the two of us, yes. Yeah, I'm talking about just us. I don't care about anyone else. No, I was going to say my fourth favorite might also be yarn. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Crafting in general, but I think I, I, think... I definitely am a yarn addict, that's for sure. And a cheese addict, but I think we're both cheese addicts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting my, I'd say my fourth favorite is photography, which I'm taking a class for, which you... I actually take lessons from you by looking at your photos that you've shared because you were a photographer. You are a photographer. Thank you. That is one of my, I mean, I definitely have like seven, eight different hobbies, but if we're going to just choose like some specific ones that we talk about a lot, photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Photography, crafting, cheese, and history. I'm, I'm absolutely enjoying the class I'm taking about it and like learning from like learning from your photos and other photographers that I'm following uh on the social medias it's it's so much fun I it, it also what I like about the photography is that it makes me physically leave my house <laughs> because I live in the Pacific Northwest right now it is freaking raining or snowing or there's freezing cold 
every day these this past two weeks and I'm just like I don't want to leave I don't want to go out into the cold but I want to go and get some pictures for this class that I'm taking so know how many weather pictures I'd already taken if I was up there you've seen lizard photos from George Mason right yeah, I'm good. I don't want to be trekking in the snow. And I love going on hikes. So also when when it gets to be just a little bit less wet, <laughs> I would love to go on a hike and just get as many snapshots as I can get. Right now I'm taking, I have two photography classes, one with the phone so I can learn how to actually use the phone camera properly and one with a physical camera um, which I have to go get me a physical, like I have a camera, but it's not that great, you know? So I'd actually like to get a nice camera, uh, later on for that class. But right now, all the photos on my own personal Instagram that you've seen are just phone photos. I mean, the phones nowadays are pretty good. So, and it's really not so much of, I mean, it does depend on the kind of camera, but this is kind of going off topic and I apologize everybody. Um, but it does partly depend on the kind of camera you have Mm -hmm. to a degree. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a threefold thing, talent and knowing what to shoot and how to use the camera. And then what kind of camera? Yeah. That's why I want to take the classes for because I think I'm getting better. Hopefully I'm getting a little more talented via these lessons. You know what? As long as you're happy with the photos. Well, now I want you to go look at them. <laughs> and tell me what you think. I'm glad you liked the last photo I put up. Sorry, I know we totally veered off topic, but we just went on to hobbies. And I was like, now I'm really glad that you liked my last photo that I put up. And I thought I was being kind of vulnerable because I don't love that photo. But it was one I took. I do love the the fall itself that I got. It's Multnomah Falls. Uh, my friend and I were driving, and she was driving, and I was in the passenger seat. And I was like, "Oh, let's grab the picture." Rolled down the window and went bing, 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 bing with my phone as much as I could just to get a shot. And that was one of the better ones. It's not the best one out of the photos that I had got, but it's one of the better ones. But I was like, you know, I thought to myself, I should put up one that I don't love. I do want to see the reactions of people and I want to hear what they think of it. And also I want to be a little bit vulnerable in the fact that I don't enjoy the photo that I took. You know what you can do? Getting back to slightly on topic. Yes, what? Once you've made the sandwich, you can take some beauty food shots of it and post it up. Macro, Ooh, like macro, not quite macro. Oh, I should oh, keep you- some rosemary sprigs, some garlic still in the garlic cloves still in the in the uh, wrapping. Yeah, I mean it's essentially it's um product photography, but your own personal product photography. Fun. It still gets you a different perspective of stuff to look at because you have to do it from different angles and figure out the lighting, which is fun. So that works for you. And I'm sure it works with class and you could work with food while you're at it and then enjoy a tasty, tasty cheese sandwich. This is a good plan. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm definitely going to do this. <laughs> and then I'm going to, you're going to be bombarded with like 10 photos of my sandwich. Here's my cheese. Here's my cheese. Here's my cheese. Here's my cheese. <laughs> No, no. Here's my cheese sandwich from this angle. Here's my cheese sandwich from the top angle. Here's my <laughs> Here's just a selfie of me trying to eat the cheese sandwich. <laughs> I have totally done that, except I used when I made when I made baked goods and my dad wasn't around, I would just take a picture of me eating the baked good looking ridiculous just to send him to irritate him because it's like where's mine every time that I did it (laughs) horrible child am I (laughs) Yoda turned into a did (laughs) but let's let's end 
this episode before we go so far off topic we can't even like keep it together here okay? i haven't even started to pay attention to how long we've been talking <laughs> um about an talk, hour i think an hour yeah because yeah. you know uh, only only half of it was on the actual topic <laughs> yeah. all right well, well I, I, I hope you enjoyed this cheesy episode um next Don't week forget to comment or yeah, send us let us pictures know. of and, your um, favorite cheese foods i i will say uh, uh the 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 next weird history i know it's in two oh, weeks no. but the next weird history also involves food and i hope you like coffee <gasps> i love coffee i know you do cheese and coffee yum i don't know what you're drinking I, I don't mean cheese and a coffee of course no, yeah. i was like i don't know how i feel about having cheese and coffee together but i do love both as their own food categories no i would never put cheese in the coffee we're talking more like a nice grilled cheese or brie grilled cheese sandwich and a cup of coffee yeah i know i didn't mean you put the cheese in the coffee i meant i don't know if i'd like to have a meal with cheese and coffee there's barely a meal that i would ever eat that i would enjoy a cup of coffee with so that is you, but we are different in that sense, <laughs> but <laughs> that'll do for this episode of History Explains It All, and we hope to see you next week as we trek through history too. Cheese, what? cheese, <laughs> cheese, <laughs> explore the cheese. That too. You're it's- welcome. <laughs> I can't even finish. I know. <laughs> Super real. <laughs> No, 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 this is going on the main clothes. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> to explain it all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>